Modern Times is heading back to Maui. Stone sells to Sapporo. And we got an update on a fucked up beer law in New Jersey. This is It's All Beer Summer Edition. Welcome to It's All Beer. I thought we were done with this for the summer. Got my bikini line all waxed. I was just about ready to go out and work on my tan. But here we are. It's July and me and Tyler are back in the beer cave because this year the news just refuses to stop. I'm Jeremy Jones. I'm Tyler Zimmerman. And Stone was like, wait, these assholes just finished for the summer? Hold on. We're going to fuck them. <laughs> we'll get... It really was like I... I and, and if you did catch our... if Depending on where, when you got uh, the last episode... Because, um, because what happened was, was um, if you if if you automatically downloaded the minute it came out, you didn't get the update. Um, Stone sort of made that announcement. So for you being a dedicated listener, you got fucked a little <laughs> bit, but but uh, um, you didn't miss much. What happened was is literally an hour after uh, the the episode went up, that's when the announcement came out. And so during my lunch break, I ran home. I recorded that little insert. I was gonna say. And also, that was about... The, I am in the process... I think I had just got over to Pendleton, Oregon when Jeremy texts me and goes, Stone just sold to... Uh, Sapporo. Sapporo. And I was like, those motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll get into it, but uh, let's start Let's start with what we're drinking today. I thought in I thought in honor of, um, of, uh, of, of, of this story... Well, I didn't bring Sapporo. I brought... Uh, 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 the Occidental Japanese style dry lager, which because, is so nice because it's a hundred fucking degrees today. Like I was like, oh man, when I saw the rice lager, I was like, thank God. Um, it's just at least at least in style. And plus, uh, rice lagers have been, you know, a weird thing. I mean, a few of a few breweries have put them out. I mean, my work's nice. talking about trying to kick one out. So this one is, this one's perfect. It's got like a light, a light grainy. A touch of a seed little hide um, on it, but also just super light, crisp. Goes down like a fat kid on a seesaw. I mean, this is this is the beer for uh, uh, for a really hot day when you're supposed to be doing anything else but recording a podcast. Yeah, thanks, Stone. <laughs> but uh, and speaking of which, let's get into it. Uh, Stone sale news now. Well, 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 old friend. Uh, we meet again, or should I say, what's left of you? Um, I will never sell. <laughs> yeah, ask Loganita is how that went. Um, yes, Stone... Tony McGee said he'd die on payroll before selling. <laughs> and look at look at him now. I don't think he's on payroll. I think he's no. just I think he's just uh, hanging out in a house made of money with a hat made of money, swimming in a pool made of money. No, pool's full of weed. Okay, um, but anyway, yes, it came out um, a couple of weeks ago that uh, Stone was being sold to Sapporo. For an estimated $165 million, give or take a couple of million, depending on the source. I've seen everything from 160 to 167, but 165 seems to be the sweet, number. sweet spot where everybody thinks it, uh, it happened. Um, or more, or, or or better yet, it's uh, um, you can uh, per barrel. It's 500, uh, about 505 dollars per barrel, which, for reference, is about half. What uh, Sam Adams bought Dogfish Head for at a hundred and ten, one thousand, one thousand one hundred per barrel. Oh shit! And even less than Monster paid to acquire Canarchy at six hundred and sixty per barrel. Well, 
what I'm about to say is going to be really fucked up towards Stone. Yeah. Those companies are actually worth more than Stone. <laughs> As it, and you, you hit upon the reason for this, I feel, is pretty clear. Um, the fact that Stone sold, when it sold, was a bit of a surprise just because it was highly inconvenient. But the fact that it did sell, I don't think surprised either of us. No. Um, in fact, the price surprised me. Not even the price really surprised me, or was it because it was that much? The price surprised me because of some of their outstanding debts. We'll get into that too, but yes, I mean, that's 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 not a horrible price, but it is definitely sold at a discount. Oh yeah. Um, um, I pointed out on social media that the minute that uh, Maria Stipp. Um, became CEO. Um, I think both me and Tyler like felt... we covered this in one of the episodes. Yeah, uh, Maria Stipp uh, was the CEO of Lagunitas and helped orchestrate the sale to Heineken. Um, and so the fact that she got hired as the CEO of Stone raised multiple red flags. Uh, but as uh, Greg Co- just said, green dollar signs. Say, but- say Greg Koch immediately went out to uh, social media to claim, no, 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 no. She's just a capable administrator. We're not being sold. So, and we, and by the way, that was one of the, the we will never, ever, ever, ever sell. My favorite part tweet. about beer Twitter when this sale went down was everyone posting the screenshot of him going, we will never sell, and going. Any comment? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes. That's that. Therein lies the uh, therein lies the the problem uh, with being a personality like Greg Koch. But I'll get in that. I want to get. Well, I want to start with uh, kind of an overview of what Stone, what was happening with Stone leading up to this. Um, it, they were having a rough time, and it was getting worse. Uh, not long after we actually started this podcast, uh, and we covered this back in I don't know episode ten or something. Um, their venture in Germany failed, and they sold it to BrewDog. <laughs> um, that was kind of an ill-fated uh, uh, event, because it turns out that the Germans aren't that interested in American beer for any number of reasons, not the least of which, it's fucking expensive. Mm-hmm. The German beer is cheap, and it's really good, so good luck. Um, I also actually learned during a, uh, the BrewBound discussion uh, that happened when the news broke, they had a brewery or a restaurant or some kind of venture in China that went sideways. Uh, it was brought up. They didn't. Uh, they didn't. Ex- they didn't describe exactly what it was, other than they had some. They had some interest involved. Uh, some venture in China that absolutely went tits up. Huh. Um, not to mention the lawsuit with Miller um, itself. Uh, uh, they uh, won that, but I at mean, what but cost? Exactly. I, who knows how much? Uh, um, uh, how much money that sapped during a time they probably needed. And let's not forget, they tried to pin the entire loss of sales over the last five years or so on Miller, and it was in the tens of millions. Spoiler alert, it wasn't Miller that caused them to lose all that money. Um, they And they owed over $400 million to one of their investor groups. Uh, and that wasn't the only slop, flop. Uh, this came up during the discussion. Which they were supposed, if I remember correct, and... Maybe you have that information. That four hundred million was supposed to be like repaid back like this year, wasn't it? It's still it is still an outstanding debt. Yes. yes. Um, right now, I think the investor. There's not a whole lot of mention of what the status of that is. I imagine that. But it was supposed to be due like right around when the stone case was 
against Molson Chorus was finishing up because everyone's like, well, are they going to get enough to basically cover this investor payment? It was coming up if it's not passed. I mean, at this point in time, I think if you were, if you are that investor group, and I forget what the name of it is, but I think you just kind of sit back and wait for that sweet, sweet Sapporo money to roll in. Um, there was one more flop I want to talk. Do you remember Truecraft? Oh my God! Yes, Truecraft. A few of you are groaning. The rest of you need an explanation. Truecraft was a project that Coke started started to try and provide alternative to struggling breweries to uh, selling out to a major brewery. How ironic! Uh, basically, the idea was that Stone and other successful breweries would pool their money and buy out struggling breweries so they wouldn't have to sell to basically AB InBev. Um, they sunk over a hundred million dollars into this. And made a valiant effort to uh, to actually buy Devil's Backbone and Wicked Weed out of the Evil Empire's hands, but in the end, 100 million is still pocket change to the likes of AB InBev, and by 2016, that was quickly scrapped, but not before it lost Stone quite a bit of money. I was gonna say, weren't they also trying to almost do like a Brewers Collective with it, kind of like the Pennsylvania Brewers that do was, with like uh, that was like Victory the, and um, when I was reading up on re- reminding myself on that was like the last gasp. Like, yeah. let's try to form this before, I mean, that just... We fully shatter it. Yeah, it just full, full, fell apart after that, just from lack of, lack of money, lack of interest. I mean, it's one of those... How I much, mean, at your work, there's still the True Craft sticker on the cooler. <laughs> um, it is one of those, how much money did you want to shovel into that fire, Coke? Um, my point is, they were in a bit of trouble, and most industry observers were pretty much betting on this sale, even as uh, Coke ex- insisted on tweets that they have... That they've seen a resurgence of popular that these tweets have received, as Tyler mentioned, are all over beer Twitter. Um, if you want to see them, um, but uh, he, he kept on saying that Stone was never going to sell. He was the loudest and firmest in that in that camp. He was probably the loudest voice insisting that selling out was the original set of craft beer. So it's kind of been thrown in his face a little. Um, but. As expected, Greg Koch re- uh, released a statement on the company blog where he basically explained why the king of not selling out was selling out. <laughs> um, he quotes both Metallica and uh, Heraclitus, but it's basically what you'd expect. Nothing too profound. A long rambly ver- rambling version of, eh, it's time. Um, and personally, as much flack as he's gotten and as much as we- he's basically become our whipping boy on this podcast... I don't blame him for cashing out. Uh, it was foolhardy and arrogant to claim that he would never, ever sell out, but foolhardy and, el- uh, and arrogant, well, that's kind of his thing. It's on brand, literally. He named one of his beers Arrogant Bastard. Birds fly, fish swim, Greg Koch is an insufferable ass. <laughs> but his a Vine Pair article uh, titled, Does Anyone Really Care That Stone Brewing Sold Out? Uh, that was written, written by Beth Demon. Um... As that pointed out, there aren't a lot of retirement plans for aging craft beer owners, and let's face it, most of them weren't exactly young men when they started these breweries, and at some point in time you gotta walk away, or get wheeled away in your wheelchair, on oxygen. But Coke finally acknowledged that it was time for him. Um, And really, only those that are still, the only people that are still clinging to the uh, idea that craft beer can and should remain independent, um... Those are the only people that are really losing their shit over this. Even during the big AB InBev purchases, it was hard to get people outside of the cult of craft uh, 
or whatever you want to we want to call it. it is, it's hard to get anybody outside the craft beer geeks to really care. Um, most people, they, if they liked Goose Island IPA, they wanted to get it, and no amount of but 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 corporate beer was going to persuade them otherwise. Um, and by the way, you'll notice all the beer geeks who came running f- uh, running out for every Bourbon County release uh, when it came out <laughs> suddenly forgot about their little AB InBev. It was the one got. day a year you forgot AB InBev owned them. Right? And so that and that indifference, I think, has only increased in recent years with the sale of New Belgium, Dogfish Head, Bells, Canarchy. Um, the ironic thing is I've noticed this little bit in my uh, my little sphere of the world. Uh, the outrage of the stone, the stone sales elicits is inversely proportional to the experience said person has in craft beer. Which is to say, you, me, the longtime beer geeks, are kind of used to being let down. Uh-huh. We're at the point where we just acknowledge that everything and everyone you love either dies, leaves, or betrays you, so it doesn't matter. Fucking drink a beer, maybe eat at Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the new converts or the people that kind of dip their toe into craft every once in a while that still muster any sort of outrage. Which, by the way, when I bring them up to date on what's happened uh, to uh, to uh, not only Stone, but New Belgium and Bells and all of the above. Listen, there's nothing that tastes quite as sweet as freshly crushed dream juice. <laughs> of course, even those who have long since given up assume the worst about Stone. And we do a dance as old as time. Or at least a dance as old as like 2014. Um, the public cries out that the new corporate overlords are going to change all the recipes and ruin everything. The leadership, even as they wheelbarrow money out the exit, claim that nothing is going to change ever, ever, ever. It's, it's, this is just a formality. But we're, our last day is this day. <laughs> and the reality always has been somewhere in the middle. Yeah, things are going to change, especially for those who actually work at Stone. Um, when it comes to a brewery selling, the most pronounced change is that the people who went to work for a plucky small business suddenly find themselves working for a giant corporation. Some of them stay and thrive in that environment. Some leave. As someone who found that he does not function well in a corporate setting myself, I don't blame anybody who says, fuck this and leaves. I also don't blame anybody who says, take the money. I mean, there's a lot to be said, and I've talked to people who have worked uh, locally here at Ten Barrel, there's a lot to be said for that sweet, sweet corporate paycheck and all the perks that come with it. There's job security. There's benefits. There's usually higher pay because they can afford it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a and there's a level of stru- and more resource just in general resources. And there's more structure that frankly does not exist in craft beer as a whole and small business generally because there's a whole lot of you know, in a corporate environment, you kind of have your role dictated to you, and some people like that, some people don't. But you're very rarely asked to do something bizarre. And I get, and I've worked in a lot of small businesses. I've been asked to do something bizarre at all of them. Quick, couple updates. Uh, the investment firm that Stone owes is VMG Hillhouse for four hundred thirty-four million dollars. And then a fun little comparison of the farewell blog post from Tony McGee, Lagunitas, and Greg Coke. Uh, Tony McGee was 2,213 words and quotes uh, Nietzsche. (laughs) Uh, Greg Koch, 2,430 words, quotes Heraclitus. Yep. And poet of Marcus Aurelius. Although, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not a poet. He was an emperor. No. That's what the quote tweet from Brian Roth. Where does it say it? 
This is uh, quotes poet of Mark. Oh, like a poet of Marcus Aurelius. Got it. Yes. So, uh, so um, Greg Greg Coke for the win. <laughs> I I mean, you take out the extra quotes, it might not be. He might have came uh, in there's, under. There's short quotes, you know, Metallica and Heraclitus. Oh, true. So, I mean, three philosophers. Uh, I'm going to say Tony McGee for the win, man. Okay. I mean, I I, I, I haven't read Tony McGee's um, uh, uh, ending statement in a long time. I just read Greg Koch's twice, and it there's not much substance. I don't know how much substance in Tony's there was. There isn't. It's a lot of... <laughs> but it, it was basically a lot of... Uh, yeah, you listen. You know how I said I was never going to sell. Well, I did because it's time. I wanted to do all these things and all, money you know, <laughs> and long rambling thing about all, you know time spent, etc. You, you, I mean, you know what it says, even if you've not read it. Um, so there's not uh, uh, really a lot to to parse out there. Um, and then in the case of people. Uh, um, who wonder if Stone's going to uh, change, or Supporto, should I say. The people who wonder if Supporto's going to change their uh, Stone beer at all, all I can say is, yeah, I fucking hope so. Fuck, right? L- listen, Stone has been in a rut for a while, as evidenced by the fact that the one thing Stone has done in the past couple of years that has really resonated with anyone um, is the releasing of their old, uh, you know, their old hits. Uh, we actually got one right here. We're gonna crack into. We've got the new release of the St- of Stone Ruin Ten, um, but that's what they're doing. They've kind of the, the the latest. They haven't released anything new recently. The last new stuff was kind of yeah, and so they're just kind of digging into their old recipes. They're basically now um, the you know uh, they, they're that uh, uh, band that was big in like the '90s had a couple of big hits, but their last couple of albums were gigantic flops, and so now they just tour the country singing the same ten songs uh, before going back on the road again. It's basically, what most of the '80s hair metal bands are doing right, right. now. Um, and I don't think support was going to bring a lot of innovation, but you never know. At very least, I believe they have the channels, and more importantly, the capital to put Stone on firmer financial footing, but they are not there yet. The sale bodes well for the continued existence of Stone, but clearly the name and the core beers carry a lot of weight. But as that Vinepair article points out, they are not out of the woods yet. It's to, it, sums, uh, it sums up pretty succinctly Stone's situation with this line at the end of the article. Quote, It's also possible I'm being a bit hard on Coke. The fact that he built something of Stone's magnitude and remains absolutely committed to an anti-establishment ideology is more than most people can say. Frankly, it's pretty cool to even try, even if the sediment got stale years ago. It's only a problem when damn the man turns into pay the man, and when Stone seemingly, with Stone seemingly still on the hook for $464 million debt, the ultimate fate of Stone remains hazy. Yeah, so. no, I mean, that's pretty well put. I mean... In my mind, I'm like, yeah, if you're going to take that approach, I don't blame you for selling out because, let's be honest, I'd probably do it too. You need an exit plan. But just strap in and be prepared. If you've been that outspoken, you're going to get criticized. <laughs> I mean, it, listen, I, again, I kind of as I said, as kind of as I said, um, it was it's it's kind of it was kind of arrogant and foolhardy for him to beat that drum as long as he did, but yeah, if we, he would have gave it up five years ago, no one would have fucking cared. But when your flagship beer is called Arrogant Bastard, 
who among us is really surprised when that's a little bit autobiographical? Who also still drinks Arrogant Bastard? There's like three people. In the whole country. <laughs> uh, Tyler, um, something else happened while we went uh, on break. Yeah, an update on modern times. So we covered in the last episode uh, that modern times... Got sold at an auction to Brewery X out of California, but that it was being contested by MTD Asset Acquisition, uh, who owns the parent company of Next Glass, which is the parent company of Untapped Beer Advocate and Hop Culture. So now that we've got that caught up, because uh, MTD Acquisitions was saying that they should have basically been able to buy. Modern Times, because they put a $21 million bid in where Brewery X did a $20 million. And the only reason they lost was because Brewery X was in California and they could close the deal quicker. Uh, well, the judge came out with a ruling on June 20th um, that Brewery X gets to buy Modern Times. So, uh, and that was it. That was done. Um, the sale must close no later than July 7th. Well, then a couple days later, that went to <laughs> shit. Uh, so. That should be, that, that should, maybe that's the title of this episode. A couple days later, everything went to shit. <laughs> on July 7th, uh, Modern Time CEO uh, sent a press release announcing Brewery X. Elected to not complete the sale process. Actually, I was wrong when I uh, when I did the uh, did the intro. It's not uh, it's not uh, summer edition. It's everything went to shit edition. <laughs> <laughs> and so now, because Brewery X and MTD both are now out, the third highest bidder now gets Modern Times, which was the first, first bidder <laughs> of Maui Brewing, uh, with a new sale price of. $15.3 million. So you went from 21 million. So you went from 7 million to 21 million to 20 million to 15 million. I'm like, if they don't just sign this paperwork soon, it's going to go back down. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when you sent me that article, a, a very real part of me like looked at that and said, what happens if Maui's is like, fuck it, we don't want it anymore? <laughs> and it does get. <laughs> You know, that the worst case scenario that we thought it, it that, gets piecemealed out that we thought they avoided because Maui uh, um, was going to hop in, hop in and then brew reaction. Yeah. I mean, a part of me, it doesn't look like there's no indication that that's going to happen. But there was a part of me because I have a sick brain that says, what if Maui's like, that was our offer. We lost. We're done. <laughs> yeah, we actually realized we dodged a bullet. So <laughs> but tell you what, yeah. we'll put in a new bid for five million. <laughs> You know, you for the parts. Tell you what, we'll just do our original bid of seven. <laughs> yeah. Well, I saw something on beer Twitter. It's like, cue up the kings and convict music. Here they come. <laughs> I guess that would be like Maui drops out and king and convicts rolls up with like a million. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, tell you what, we'll give you ten. Someone, there's a guy like just like you who runs that brewery, isn't there? Oh, I hope so, and I would love to meet that person. <laughs> like, I feel like me and the owners of Kings and Convict would just 
we'd have that kindred spirit connection. Either that, or you're all too much alike, and one of you is walking out of there without pants. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I thought this was America! <laughs> I can't haggle for my beer here! <laughs> that wasn't the scenario I was picturing, but you know what? That works too. <laughs> uh, but Maui has... Uh, not really stated anything. Uh, their chief operating ops officer told Good Beer Hunting, while it's true Brewery X did fall out as the buyer of modern times, there remains a lot of legal complications to work through as who will be the ultimate buyer of modern times. So M- Maui's not quite settled yet. Yes. Uh, and Maui's CEO declined to confirm the sale, but did say, we thought the deal was... Had flown given the other two bidders showing how much they were willing to pay. It got dropped back in our lap as backup bidder. And we're already on to other projects. (laughs) So, keep an eye on our social media because we may have a little update on... Who the fuck's going to own Modern Times by the end of the summer? I mean, even even here in almost mid-July, it's still sort of up in the air. I mean, I think a, I think the safe bet is Maui, but... Probably it makes sense. It gives you a lower 48 kind of stronghold. Uh, Maui's second biggest market is California, so it gives you a real good foothold in that market. And cuts down on between shipping delays and cost of fuel and shipping cost. Yeah, I would think just buying the brewery in California make uh, your mainland beers a lot cheaper. Just be careful not to and and, and don't advertise them being from Hawaii. Don't pull a Kona. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> just be careful with that advertising there. That's all I can say. Um, but what? Maui may have just pulled an AB InBev to Kona with Modern Times. How do you how, how do you how do you mean? Oh, we mean like the 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 just holding and we're, waiting. We're, we're pulling out of this deal. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Okay, well, actually, you know, you said fifteen, but we'll drop it down to ten. <laughs> if Maui closes this for anything less than fifteen, it's a win. I mean. Closing it for 15 is not bad either. No, especially when you had two other breweries arguing who could pay $20 million for it. Or more. Yeah. Um, for this next story, I, feel, I felt like we needed a beer and we needed a strong one. We are getting into the Stone Ruin 10. This is a, a, a classic um, from Stone. I think it first came out in 2014. Didn't it used to be a double IPA? I don't... Well, there was, there was Ruination... That's what I was thinking. Ruin 10 was like the even beefier version of Ruination. Yeah. You know, because they're stone. They're, you know, this is at 10.8%. It smells boozy. Caramely, piney, resiny. Yep. I feel like... Yeah, we're... It was was brewed in, uh, in, in April, so I feel like, like, a little bit of the... We got about a month for the enjoy buy. Yeah, yeah. I was like, which one thing, real quick. Shout out to Stone for doing a canned on and an enjoy buy date on it. Absolutely. I mean, they 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 they've been a they they are a good company. They just haven't done anything great for a while. 
Um, in fact, they were responsible for a beer that uh, uh, one of my uh, uh, beer geek friends described as, hmm, urinal cake. <laughs> <sighs> All right. You got some booze in hand? We're going to need it. What the fuck, New Jersey news now? Well, it's New Jersey. The pandemic did a lot to relax a lot of previously strange laws dictating how a brewery could sell its beer and to whom and for how many jelly beans. But in New Jersey, a series of laws passed in 2019 went went into effect this month on July 1st that drastically limits how a brewery in that state can promote itself and otherwise conduct itself or sell beer. Among this thing this law covers... The brewery is no is allowed no more than 25 special events on site per year. They can have 52 private parties and only 12 events off site. Also, breweries are not allowed to sell food at all unless made and sold in prepackaged containers. Yes, Tyler, you have a question. So, like the 12 off site events. Let's say I worked for said. That means. The whole sales team can only do a total of 12 tap takeovers? Correct. I mean, I wouldn't hate that part. (laughs) You're like, I'm moving to New Jersey, man. (laughs) But the others, I'm like, okay, the 25 events there, okay, whatever, that's... Hold, That's an event every other week. Hold on, we got wait till we get to what defines an event. But here's a, oh here, no, here, here's a few more things. You can only sell beer. You cannot, for example, sell coffee or soft drinks unless you're unless they are also made at the brewery. And you cannot have a beer there without touring the facility. And so they just pulled like a a fucking. Old ass Georgia or Florida law, and we're like, you know what? We're gonna add this to our books. There's a lot to unpack here, um, and there is an op-ed on uh, on R O I New J R O I N J by uh, Tom Troncone of Muckraker Brewing that I think pretty well describes what this means for people on the ground. Keep in mind, a lot of what he says comes from an obviously biased party, but the information appears to be to, appears to uh, uh, line up with what the law says. Especially, I was going to say, and it's also a party that's going to be directly affected by this, especially when it comes to to the restrictions on social media. So let's start with the event stipulation. It appears that the special part of the special event is whether or not you use social media. For example, um, you can have. Uh, the game on on one of your two televisions that you're allowed. Um, and by the way, there's a size restriction to the size of the televisions you are allowed in your bar. Or in your brewery, I should say. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was America. <laughs> it, you thought so, but it's New Jersey. Um, <laughs> you can have any game on the on the television you want to. But if you go on Facebook and mention you have the game on, that's one of your 25 events. So presumably, if you have a special release beer, and you mention that you're releasing this beer on social media, you are now having a release party, and that's one of your 25 events. Okay, I I, I can get behind the beer release as one of the special events. Um, you want to do a yoga beer thing? Cool. But if you anyway advertise outside the pres- your, presumably your own tap room... Well, so can I hang a poster in my tap room? I think... Talking we'll have the game... I think so. I think I think putting up stuff, as far as I can tell from the law, I think putting up stuff in your own brewery is fine. 
But any communication to the outside world via social media or advertising or a poster outside the brewery. So, like, if I were to do a live stream camera on our website to the tap room, but it was only pointed to one wall that had a list of events, that's not outside advertising. It's a live stream of the tap room i but if it's on but it's on social media but no that's on our website that's not social media if it's on i think if it's on the is i my reading of the law uh and by the way it was it was cursory and but my reading of it is once it's on the internet then at that point in time you were advertising so if i take out an ad in the yellow pages i'm good (laughs) that's not advertising anymore (laughs) i think you're fine there (laughs) um new york new jersey has enough lawyers Someone's going to find a way, a loophole around but this. if you think about it, that prohibits a weekly event um, if you want to talk about it at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could, I mean, I guess have a gathering there, but who knows? And never, they never really go what stipulates a private party. My question. Say, customer post. Hey, they're doing, they have the game in $5 pints tonight. I don't know. That one, I mean, I see because you can't control what other people post. So why the fuck, as the brewery, wouldn't I just? Who has the biggest social media following here? Okay, you post, you come here, you drink a beer, and you post, and we'll give you a free one free beer each week. Well, or every day for each week. Well, actually, uh, free beer promotions are among the things you can't do. They're not gonna know. <laughs> I mean, prove that I didn't actually let's... charge them. They paid cash. Sorry. I mean, listen. There's a certain amount of backdoor ingenuity to get around these. You're you're not wrong, but the fact like that Austin like- Beer Works in the pandemic when they were like, we're required to serve food, so every beer you order, you have to buy a dollar bag of chips and salsa. But if you do that, you get a dollar off your beer. Wait, isn't that just free chips and salsa? <laughs> no. <laughs> um. The op-ed also makes a point that if anyone plugs in a guitar into an amplifier and sings into a microphone, that's also a special event, which, and to that I would say, well, yeah, actually, kind of. Yeah. Uh, li- listen, if you've got amps in a microphone, you've got a performance. Um, that's that's why you just go acapella, motherfucker. That's not like people bring their band to tap rooms for impromptu jam sessions, and if they do, jam sessions are an event of sorts. It's not like you can have like five different tables each playing their own music, kind of scattered around a brewery. Yeah, yeah that just that's just not that's not really the fucking point. The point but is, you can get away with it if they have an acoustic guitar and no microphone. The point is, is that you shouldn't have to have complex, irrational guidelines as to what is or isn't a fucking event. If you're doing that, you're doing it wrong. All right, to the food and the food trucks thing. Uh, Basically, a brewery in New Jersey can kill, can sell prepackaged snacks, and that's it. Not modified in any way. You can serve a pretzel at a brewery, but jam that pretzel in a microwave? Well, Bubba, you just violated the law. Food trucks. Well, got a question on that before we move on. Yeah, if you modify the food in any way, like, so you can sell someone a bag of Fritos, but if you open that bag of Fritos, put it into a bowl and pour chili on it, you violated the law. Okay, I could get that, but, like, if I got the prepackaged, like... Single serve soft pretzel. Yeah, and I microwave that for the motherfucker. Yep, you've modified it. If I microwave it in the bag and give it to him, is that still allowed? I don't think so. I think that's still. I think that's still cooking food. You're not allowed to cook. If I store it in a hot container, 
and just hand it to him. I did no extra steps. Tyler, move to New Jersey. <laughs> Any breweries in New Jersey's uh, New Jersey that are looking to try to loophole this, reach on out. Um, I'm happy to free brainstorm with you, Tom. I will. I, I'll put you into contact with Tyler. Uh, we will. We, we, we will work out all your problems under the way. Food trucks. You cannot coordinate with a food truck in any way. You are legally forbidden from hosting a food truck or even mentioning it if it happens to park in front of your brewery. Legally, and this is and this is according to the op-ed. If you rent space for your brewery and you need permit, then if you rent a space for your brewery. You need permission from the owner of that space to for the food truck to park their truck there. But it is illegal for you to mention the food truck or suggest it to the owner of the property. Why? <laughs> and it goes on and on. You can't add anything to finished beer, which as near as I can tell makes an orange garnish on a Hefeweizen illegal. Um... The op-ed specifically mentions like traditional gozas served with raspberry or woodruff syrups. Um, so at this point, you might be asking yourself, Tyler, <laughs> why? Like, if I find out any New Jersey politician is like, we're support free market. Well, bull fucking shit you do. Well, here's the thing. Um, it's, this is not a specific, this is not, this wasn't a bill passed through the state legislature. This was something passed through the ABC, the alcohol control, the alcohol beverage control. Um, um, yeah. You know who has the right to fucking call them and be like, bitch, calm your tits. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but, um, but because at least in Idaho, ABC's job is not to write the laws. It is to interpret the laws how they are written, which really pisses you off when it's really vaguely written, and then a new ABC chief comes in, and they're like, well, I interpret it as you can't do that, and you're like, we've been doing that for the last eight years, and they're like, well, it's how I interpret it, and you're like, well, fuck me. Apparently, the ABC uh, in New Jersey does have the ability to write laws, uh, because that's where it came from. And the funny thing was, is they knew this was going to be damaging because they they said it was going to take effect and they, they made this in 2019. They, they they put this together in 2019, but then didn't actually enact it till now because of the pandemic. Um, and so you might be asking yourself, why? Why would they fucking? What purpose do these laws serve? Why restrict how a brewery can promote itself to the point of even restricting who the brewer can talk to? And the answer is this. New Jersey, like many other states, including here in Idaho, has very strict limits on liquor licenses. Um, there are only so many available, and they are bought and sold for whatever the market dictates. And by the way, um, the the amount of uh, uh, since prohibition this law was enacted pre prohibition, but actually since prohibition, the amount of uh, liquor license um, liquor licenses uh, uh, available per capita has gone down. Um, from 1940 something or other till 1967 was when was last update. So there are so there are cities where there's a glut of liquor licenses and cities that have none because of the but ones. But a liquor license shouldn't affect fucking beer. I'm getting I'm getting I'm getting to that. Hold on. So that means that a bar or restaurant who wants to serve alcohol and by the way. 
I'm not 100% sure that, unlike this state, they don't di- 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 differentiate, differentiate Thank you, liquor licenses and beer and wine licenses there. Because any fucking Joe Blow on the street can get a fucking beer and li- wine license here. The articles that I read make it sound like to serve alcohol at all, full stop, you need a liquor license. Um, but if you want to serve alcohol in your bar and restaurant... Um, you're probably going to end up paying anywhere from three hundred and fifty thousand to a million dollars. Fuck that! Fuck that! <laughs> my ass would be driving the half mile over to fucking New York and starting my brewery there because let's be honest, New Jersey's only like what one square mile in existence. <laughs> it's a piece of shit, fucking toxic wasteland full of fucking guidos and fucking terrible humans. I'm the one who usually trashes states. You're Get in your own lane, Tyler. Get in your fucking lane. We'll step your game up. <laughs> but breweries, like in many parts of the country, kind of got a pass. The idea of a brewery, uh, like a like a microbrewery, only became legal in New Jersey in 2013. And they don't need a liquor license to serve their beer. Now, you can only serve your beer, as I mentioned. You can only serve stuff made by... On your okay, I, I get that with only serve your and, beer, and, but if they want to also then add a kitchen and then buy other people's soda to serve in, where's the fucking problem that's responsible serving, you dillhole McFucksticks? And you can only serve, by the way, you can only serve the, the uh, you can have multiple tap rooms, but you could, but each tap room has to brew the beer served at that tap room. So... You can't have, like, satellite places where you're, like, you have a main brewery that supplies the rest At of them. At least Idaho goes, hey, we'll give you two. You can brew at one and supply the other. Um, but <laughs> but the, the point is, is that if you start a brewery, you can serve beer for about half of what uh, it would pay to start a restaurant or start a bar. So what these laws are really meant to do is sort of level the playing field in a fucked up sense. Basically, the it's what's coming out. Is, yes, I know. Like, listen, bar and restaurant people. I know you're getting fucked. Um, Instead of trying not to fuck bar and restaurant people, but let's just fuck the other group. So that way, everyone gets fucked, and not in the way people like to get fucked. In the way that the government likes to fuck people. Listen, we made this dildo out of old splintered wood, gravel, and rusted rebar, and we're gonna fuck them with it. So that should make your own asshole feel better, right? <laughs> Which no, that doesn't really help. It's and by the way, it's creating an us versus them narrative um, in the craft. You know, with craft brew uh, versus restaurants and bars. Um, in New Jersey, it's gotten to the point where some restaurants and bars refuse to carry any beer brewed in New Jersey because the animosity has gotten so big. Because those people are are uh, have you know get a pass while they're getting absolutely screwed over. By the way, that that three hundred fifty million or three hundred fifty thousand to a million that you have to pay for the liquor the liquor mm-hmm. license doesn't include the yearly renewal. Which, I mean, in Idaho, if you buy liquor license on a secondary market, it doesn't include which is year ten, renewal. Which is, t- which is, what, 15% of what you originally paid for it. So. Oh, in New Jersey? It's, yeah. So if you buy that bitch for a mil, it's 150 G's every fucking year? Pretty much. God I mean, damn. so, I mean, here's the thing. Like, 
they just dethroned fucking Pennsylvania for being a <laughs> biggest douchebag. Actually, when you think about it, here's the thing. Um, as the uh, as the op-ed points out, um, you know, Pennsylvania is the fourth largest pro- uh, you know producer of craft beer in the country. There are only four states that produce less craft beer per capita than New Jersey. Can you name them, Tyler? Four states produce less craft beer per capita than New Jersey. The hard part is this. I feel like I could get it, but the population could overinflate them. I feel, but I'm gonna go both Dakotas, both Dakotas, Nebraska, Nebraska, and I'm gonna go Wyoming. Not a one. Damn. The 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 states that produce the least craft beer per capita is Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, and Utah. I mean. Outside of Rust Belt, I was going to go Southeastern. Utah kind of surprises me because they've got some big players. But a low population. I mean, they yeah. have a low population and some and some big players. I mean, that's why I went with most of those states was low population. Yeah, yeah. But, but, uh, but apparently... I figured, like, New Orleans was going to boost Louisiana Louisi- high enough. Louisiana doesn't, Louisiana doesn't have many. They have a couple in New Orleans, but nothing anywhere else. True. And we've covered why Mississippi doesn't have any. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, that's a rough list to be on, even if you're the best state on that list. Mississippi, Alabama, and Utah. <laughs> um, Mike Testa is a Republican state senator from Cumberland. Um, having sort of lost what appears to be his primary issue res- recently, he was a New Jersey's resident anti-masker, um, standing up for the Man. rights of people to cough COVID directly into your child's mouth. Anyway, um, he's lost that, but he's... But he's uh, uh, um, he is proposing a bill to help the situation in the fall. I couldn't find out what this legislation would actually do. I could only find this quote printed in just about every news agency New Jersey has. And here's the quote. These disastrous and destructive new conditions are an affront to the freedoms that our breweries should enjoy in pursuing... I don't know why I'm reading this as a real sergeant. <laughs> no, no, I like it. Keep going. Okay, to the breweries pursuing their goals and trying to find a place in the state's economy. In my opinion, the ABC fell far short of treating our local breweries fairly, which we must address with new legislation to aid these small businesses. These breweries, like most small businesses, suffered under Governor Murphy's pandemic shutdowns and restrictions. To increase the burden with these new rules only adds insult to injury. I'm sorry, I thought this was America, (laughs) and vote for me! (laughs) That's how I imagine that quote actually finishing. Uh... From what I understand about the guy, and I've just perused uh, what he's done, you're not far off, probably. Yeah. And, and um, you know... But the, the fucked up part is, I agree with him on this one. I I mean, listen, you, you know, situations create strange bedfellows, and if, I, and if, I'm, and if I'm in this brewery, I... They yeah. need to hire that free speech lawyer that we <laughs> talked about. Um... But I would put... But here's the thing. Because would, that, is li- that is the government limiting your free speech. Yeah, that's the actually, government is not allowing you to post what you would like to on your own private social media page. I mean that no, and actually the op-ed that I mentioned uh, uh, talks about that. That is, it is a violation li- of the First Amendment. Um, but I mean, here's the thing: I would put a shit ton of money on the idea that whatever he, this guy's going to propose, it's not completely revamping a clearly broken system that would allow bars and restaurants to start up and thrive. Which is what really needs to happen. 
It's going to be repeal that law and let's keep everything else just as shitty. Exactly. That's there. I mean, there's, you know, they're going to repeal the laws and I don't, I don't entirely blame restaurant and bars for being a little butthurt. Oh, I mean, I would be too. And like, as a brewery, you can't be upset at the restaurant and bars being like, fuck off. I mean, but you can be like, really? But that's, I mean, that's the whole point. I mean, looking at this. It's like a wider. It's like the wider political problems in this country in microcosm. Like there is a real problem that needs to be solved. But Let's solve this not problem and say it is the problem. But instead of doing that, the politicians are going to play one group off the other for profit and political game. Happy summer, everybody. We're all fucked. <laughs> oh shit! This is America. <laughs> that was depressing as hell, Tyler. Do you- you have something to to uh, 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 to end this that's not as as, as horrifying. Well, let's be let's bring the ruckus and uh, Melvin Brewing's trying to get sold. So actually, I I was I was hearing rumors about this, um, you know, and the craft beer industry. It's the adult high school. I take that with a certain grain of salt, which is like. That surprises me, but not really. So what's the you're uh, like? Okay, yeah. When I see it in, like, a major news hit, then I'll believe it. Exactly. Uh, this was on Yahoo Finance. Oh, well, that's solid. <laughs> and also, Brewbound posted an article about it. Oh, but, there we go. Okay, I'll t- uh, yeah. We're too poor to pay for a Brewbound subscription. <laughs> so, if one of you wants to donate one to It's All Beer, we will gladly thank you each episode. Uh, <laughs> but, I had to stick to Yahoo Finance. Well, you know Elon Musk was going to buy this podcast. But the motherfucker pulled out. Said there's too many bots. And now I'm pregnant because this pullout game is weak. <laughs> Actually, he accused me of being a, a, a bot. So, um, which is I, not completely. And not the sexual robot that he can throw in the dishwasher after he fucks. No, no, he's. I, I, I think he. I, I think he just assumes that uh, whatever comes out of my mouth is kind of a front for. It's a not his. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Which greatest meme I've seen floating around is a bunch of girls like sucking on a banana. It's like Tesla uh, hiring or Tesla career fair. <laughs> oh fucking hell! Yeah, I brought this on myself. I mean, when you come out and say the world's overpopulated, but then you knock up a coworker who has twins. No, no, he says. I think his recent thing is underpopulated. He's oh, tra- sorry. So he's trying to fix that. Well, he's good single-handedly you. trying to fix it. <laughs> Listen, the man's a doer. He sees a problem and he personally tries to fix it. In this case, with his dick. <laughs> I mean, when he aggressively took over PayPal and then he took a vacation and got basically overthrown on the flight from L.A. to fucking New to Australia or New Zealand, and he found out about halfway over the ocean. And he was like, this is why you don't take vacations. <laughs> oh, so I've just pissed off the one or two Muscovites we got <laughs> listening to the podcast. Yep. <laughs> well, uh, so July 6th, uh, Melvin Brewing uh, is looking for a sh- strategic alternative to help further the company. A.K.A. they're looking to be... Purchased by a strategic partner, they've hired 
GLC oh. Advisors and Company, a leading independent investment bank advisory firm. Melvin, 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 how far are you fallen that year? So, it's <laughs> there with the sale, it'd be a full scale brewing facility and pub in Alpine, Wyoming, with national distribution and international reach based on Melvin's numerous award winning beer recipes and styles. Um,. Actually, the fun thing is, and this may now become our our, our picture uh, for uh, the episode. But I actually went to—I finally got to their uh, brewery in Alpine, just because the rumors were swirling. I'm like, I want to go there while it's still Melvin, yeah. and it's lovely out there. So the 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 the, the, the picture for this episode might well be me uh, uh, drinking Melvin at Melvin. So it said in the article it mentions they're trying to keep pace with ongoing and increasing demand for Melvin products. Melvin successfully completed an oversubscribed capital raise through the company's existing shareholder base. Um, they're trying to find that strategic partner uh, to accelerate immediate growth goals, including brewery and pub upgrades, expansion of current on-premise channel partners, increasing market share in existing Western markets, and entering new ge- geography. Geographies? Yes. There you go. I like how we're helping each other yeah. with words today. Words are tough. Listen, we're out of listen, we we're we're on this is our vacation from yeah. this shit. So if we're rusty and it sounds and I feel like we are. I was at home drinking bush like John Deere cans last week. <laughs> Wait, you take a you take a, a summer off from craft beer full stop? <laughs> Sometimes. I'm in it every day. You're less like Fuck, fuck craft beer. For this whole summer, it's nothing but bush light and Coors light. And- it's for the farmers, Jeremy. <laughs> I'm a philanthropist. You're your philanderer. There's a difference. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, they're searching for a partner. Uh, that's about all I've really been able to dig up is they've partnered with that investment bank. Uh, they talk about the culture of Melvin. And outside of that, it's not much. But I did see a tweet from Brian Roth. I mean, the culture of Melvin is well, kind of douchey, and that's the part. That's the part about it I, I don't like. Um, and and uh, so that you could probably do away with that. Um, yeah, but that is Melvin. Melvin has leaned into that for so long that if you try to go away, like that's your kind of core demographic. So. Brian Roth tweeted out from with a link to the Brewbound article. It says, From a high mark of $8.1 million in IRI-tracked retail stores in 2018, Melvin's annual sales from its portfolio declined 15.6% in 2021. The craft category grew 11% during that time. In 2022, Melvin's pay is on pace for 15 or 20 percent below 2021 so no wonder they're looking for capital but what this screams to me is melvin's trying the modern times playbook to pull out of the tailspin they're like our problem is we just need to expand more and add more tap rooms and add more distribution and we'll be fine. I mean, no. I think the answer is 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 do what modern times did now before it goes catastrophic. Pull back, pull back, uh, and become a regional brewery. Serve 
Wyoming, Idaho, you're basically in. I, that's the thing that 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 uh, um, that actually stunned me when I went out there. You're basically in Idaho. Yeah. I could, you know, I could stand on the Idaho border and throw a rock at you, and I might actually. Um, but uh, um, but yeah, serve Wash, serve Wyoming, Idaho, Colorado, Montana. Serve the well, inner mountain region. Yeah. Montana, Idaho, Wyoming, Colorado. If you want to go down to fucking New Mexico and Arizona, go for it. Send some beers to Portland and Seattle if they want it. But I know. Do they still have their Bellingham tasting room? No, that got that that got full on. So I I would pull out because got, it left a bad taste in everyone's mouth up got, there. They got run out of town on a rail on that. So one. pull out of the coastal states. Focus on that kind of core swath you're in and write it out melvin there's your strategic partner hire uh, tyler he'll tell you exactly uh what 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 to do he might uh uh, he might advise you to buy uh uh, modern times (laughs) fuck if you can get it for 10 mil let's do it baby (laughs) so i mean don't don't follow everything that comes out of his mouth but let's offer five Not everything that comes out of his mouth is gold, but there's a few. There, there is some good advice. I'm there. smarter than I look. You'd almost have to be, Tyler. Do you have anything? Yes, a uh, couple not, things. I'm sorry, that was me. You're not nearly as dumb as I tell people you are. Good, because I tell people you're <laughs> stupid as shit. I get a tax credit for doing this podcast with you. Uh, first. Oktoberfest sighting has been made. Oh my god, it's July. <laughs> this was tweeted out oh, two days ago. So fuck. on July 10th, Shiner got Oktoberfest up to New York from Texas. They beat Sam Adams to the punch as much as I know it. So good on you, Shiner. <laughs> I can't wait till we can ce- celebrate Oktoberfest in, uh, in June. And I purposely held off on telling you this. Uh, James Watt did a interview on how BrewDog fixed their company culture. Oh, um, I, I, I'm sure it's fine now. I'm sure it's fine. I didn't so actually... uh, go to James Watt's Twitter page and you can see the podcast on Spotify and YouTube of where he talks about how he fixed their company culture. I'm sure it's all fine now. Um, uh, shit. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, I guess we're not taking a summer break because <laughs> we're going to have to do that after I see that. Um, you know what? No, fuck it. Uh, I, think we're, I, I think we're done until at least September until we figure out what's happening with modern times. Maybe what's happening with Melvin. Stone, I think, is, I think we're finished with that. Stick a fork in Stone. They're done. I, you know, they'll be around. I mean, New Belgium's around. Bells yeah. is around. Um, but, uh, anyway, um, uh, this has been, uh, it's all beer special edition. Uh, uh, we are, we are, no, seriously, we are going on break because, um, I'm going on vacation next week. Tyler's got shit to do. And then I've got a kid coming in like a couple weeks. Right? And so, uh, and so any new developments, everybody in craft beer, stop doing what you're doing. It's, unless it's making beer. Hold steady. Maintain a holding pattern, and we'll all be fine till September. 
Um, this has been It's All Beer. If you want to get a hold of us, uh, if you want to see the stories that we use to make this, um, I put them up on our Twitter account, It's All Beer One, along with some snarky comments and uh, random Twitter fights with maybe James Watt. Maybe I can get finally, finally lower James Watt into a Twitter fight. That would be I almost nice. tagged you in that video. You should have. Try to. Um, why didn't you tag It's All Beer? If you, if you see some of this shit on Twitter, tag It's All Beer. Why not? Because I don't know if I follow It's All Beer. You don't follow your... Jesus Christ, Tyler. You are the worst co-host. Um, we're on Instagram, which Tyler doesn't follow, and our Facebook, which... I, I don't think, have an Instagram. <laughs> which I think Tyler actually does follow. Um, you can find us at It's All Beer. Um, you can send us an email, which Tyler doesn't read. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know the login information for that. Um... Uh, uh, it's all beer at gmail.com. And if you want to reach Tyler directly, uh, go to a beer fest in Idaho. You're probably going to see him looking haggard and, and, and resigned. And be like, where's the 12 event law here? <laughs> Please, I want to move to New Jersey. It sounds love. It sounds only 25 events and 12 offsite events. It's, it's so easy. Other- Once a month. <laughs> or a busy one month and I'm done. <laughs> Oh, and that's quite enough for us for at least a month. I'm Jeremy Jones. I'm Tyler Zimmerman. Um, happy summer again. Everybody, stop making news. Have fun. Four. Good God. <laughs> yeah, it should be fine. <laughs> oh, and that's the last we ever heard of Tyler again. You are a drunk. I thought I was... I work in the beer industry. So, so do I. You don't have to go to different places. No, people, different places bring shit to me, which is sometimes worse. True. There are days, man. There are days where it's a conga line of... Free beer, which sounds like, which is actually a lot more work than it sounds like. I was going to say, I like to refer to those as the rep gangbang. Because <laughs> you're going to end up sticky oh. and a mess. <laughs> All over my face, neck, and chest. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, I was recording that. Okay.